Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. And, well, what a delicious, gorgeous, wonderful, amazing day it is today. And, uh, well, it's Saturday. I'm down here at the beach. It's just gone past 6 a.m. And, uh, well, it's packed. It's interesting to watch. There's a bunch of um, people paddling on ocean skis, training and racing. And it's the sport that I used to do, and it's really easy really easy to sort of look back and go I wish I was who I used to be and it's very easy to sort of start dreaming in in reverse I used to have a spine that was capable of sitting on an ocean ski and paddling ooh, seven eight hours from Sydney to Wollongong or from Palm Beach down to Sydney and be in a wild ocean and see shark fins go past and smash through big waves and be with a bunch of other people in survival mode out there in the ocean and racing. Now, I don't think I could lift one off the ground without hurting my back. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny and yet you still sort of fantasize that you want to be who you were. They want to be where you were. And it just a moment, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, just a glimpse, a glimmer of, uh, I don't know, fantasy. And then it sort of brought me to the realisation of today's topic, and that is visualisation. The first thing that goes when a person's under some level of duress, uh, challenge, stress, worry, anxiety. The first thing that goes is their ability to look out to see and visualize the future. What they start to imagine is being who they used to be or being without the pain they're in or being happy or being something quite uh, immediate. And I think the solution to stress isn't something immediate. We say, I'm stressed about my job, or I'm stressed about my health, or I'm stressed about my relationship. But most of those things are nature's way of saying, get back on purpose. Nature destroys anything that's not fulfilling its purpose. And we need to remind ourselves about that over and over and over again, that if we're on purpose, living purpose, working on priorities on purpose. There's no need for nature to deliver you a fatal blow or a hard hit or a, or a four by two across the back of the head. And I think purpose, uh, to have purpose, the first step is visualization. The ability to, with open eyes, not closed eyes, because that's called fantasy, to open your eyes and look out on the horizon and actually see the future. To see, for example, I'm standing here on the beach, and uh, I, I, let's be real, I'm standing here on the beach, I'm looking out, and I can see Nepal. And I can see myself on a mountain in Nepal, and I can see the Himalayas. But what's in front of me is, a, is an ocean, <laughs> and it's dead flat with lots of people paddling skis and, and training and swimming, which is where I'll be in the next hour. But what I actually can see is the Himalayas. 
and I see the beautiful expanse of the Himalayas and I see the children that uh, I bring help to and I see uh, the economy of Nepal starting to thrive again and I see uh, uh, tourism rebuilding and the, my friends up in the Himalayas are reopening their businesses as they've been in lockdown for all this period without much work. And I see New York and I see New York as a happy place again. And I see visiting there with my new love and my new partner and traveling around New York and staying in a great hotel, probably down at Union Square or something and, and just visiting the markets and Central Park and walking around, and, uh, which is what I love most about New York and visiting Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I see that out there on the horizon. Nature never destroys anything that's living its purpose. So when we're not on purpose, we attract calamities, disasters, and humbling circumstance. Why? To bring us back on purpose. Now, we're not always able to know it. We're not always able to see it. We're not always able to intellectualize it. I guess it's the job of a coach. And, you know, nobody can coach themselves. So. When you do get a calamity or disaster or humbling circumstance, you know that you've a little bit deviated off your purpose. You've, you've got a bit distracted. You've started to care for someone else more than your purpose. You've started to think that solving your stress is the most priority, is the highest problem, and you've forgotten to visualize, forgotten to do what nature birthed you to do. And I think this is really important stuff. 18 months ago, I was, uh, I was trucking along merrily, uh, doing my work, but I was also serving somebody else's purpose, uh, which was completely nothing to do with my own. I realized that, and I got back uh, on track, but that took a, a huge, piece of uh, realignment, I suppose. And, and I think we have to make these big adjustments sometimes, as you know, when you send a, a rocket up to the moon uh, with, uh, with the uh, space shuttle, uh, it, it, 10 seconds off track is a massive millions of miles, millions of kilometers of deviation from the from its target and so sometimes we we spend a month cooking somebody else's dinner rather than cooking our own purpose sometimes we do get stressed and anxiety and we forget to visualize which is so important it is the skill without any shadow of doubt of all champions the ability to visualize the future in explicit and extreme detail. It's the, it's the narrative of an artist. It's a narrative of a, a poet. It's the narrative of a great writer. The ability to visualize and then write what they visualize, but not with their eyes shut. That's not visualization. That's something else completely. So I guess that's the message of the day, is 
Are you visualizing? Are you visualizing? Visualizing a pot of gold. <laughs> visualizing a dinner in France, in the south of France, overlooking the ocean, or on an island on Greece. Are you visualizing it? Be careful to put people in that vision, specific people. It doesn't mean it doesn't, can't be people, but it can't be conditional. That visualization has to be you doing something with a, it can be with another person, but be careful putting a name to that person. Be careful. Visualization is what the monks in the Himalayas are practicing day in, day out, day in, day out sending messages to their brain to cause their brain to draw pictures of the wellness of all human beings on the planet and they see it and if you see my tanker that goes behind my office desk that comes from Tibet that someone's painted if you look at the fine detail you can imagine that this monk who painted it had a vision in their brain a vision in their mind and a vision in their heart and they spent all that fine detail to create it on a piece of canvas. How beautiful is that? And they believe, and I believe, that they construct reality by painting their vision. And so it's the wheel of life. If you want to look it up on Google, the tanka is called the wheel of life has a very big dragon mouth wide open the big mouth of the dragon and the dragon is eating away at the ego we spent the first 20 or 30 years building the ego and it's intended that we spend the next 30 or 40 years unbuilding it expanding rather than contracting it telling stories about the future instead of telling stories about the past. I nearly got run over by some guys running up the hill. I didn't visualize that. Okay, have a beautiful day. I can visualize your day being beautiful, can you? Bye for now.